Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kind of Creepy. Creepy. One day Michael will join us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too edgy too. I'm too edgy too. I'm too edgy to not cut myself. E boy. <laughs> e okay. Can we make Michael an E boy? Oh my god, please. Okay. What the fuck is an E boy? Oh god. You're so, fine. welcome to episode six. What? Huh? Five. What? No, yeah, five? five. Hold on, wait. This will be episode three of Goosebumps, I think, but this will be our fifth episode. Wait, 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 wait. first off. Oh, that's right, because we did two two-parters. So technically, this is our episode five, but for Goosebumps, this is going to be episode seven of the actual show. The air date, December 1st, 1995. We're getting closer to my birthday. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> the episode title, Phantom of the Auditorium. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, obviously a, a play on Phantom of the Opera, yeah. but set in an auditorium. Return the slab. That's not, no, that's not even. That's not. <laughs> Ramses. What's your offer? Ramsey, the man of God, the man of God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Well, we'll get to Goose. We'll get to uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Dude, and, uh, I'm so excited. For Courage? Yes, yeah, dude. <laughs> My God. God, childhood right there, bro. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, let's see. Okay, so fan of the auditorium. What do you guys remember about this? Anything? You, okay, so Tyler. A lot of these I will not remember a lot. Because you didn't read Goosebumps a whole no. lot and you didn't see a whole lot. Okay, no. Michael? I remember a lot. You remember a lot? Yeah. All right. The whole thing. This was one of my favorite episodes. Here's the blurb on Netflix. When Go not Google. When Brooke gets the lead in a school play about a phantom, she is thrilled. Until the nightmare begins. Nightmares. Until the nightmares begin. Why do you sound like a pirate? I sound like a pirate that's been smoking for 80 years. Even that's what pirate thirty years old. right now. Okay. We're legally streaming oh, it. Oh! I like that. No, we're legally streaming it. Shush. That was the joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. No! Fuck. Okay. Well. Sigh on it. Why don't we get right into it then? Yeah, let's go ahead and pause right here, and we will be right back after seeing the Phantom of the Auditorium. And we're back. Yes. What? Who wants to start? Are you okay, Tyler? Yeah. I have some things to say about this. You know one. what? Go ahead. You start it off. Me? Yes. Okay. So we start the plot. Where, when the fuck did this start? No, we started out with like a dream sequence, right? Yes. Which at first, it was very jittery. Like it went from clip to clip to clip. And I honestly, for a second thought, wait, is it just stalling? Is it just like stuttering? Like the video? But no, it was a dream sequence where our main character... What's her name? <laughs> huh? I, everything about this is forgettable. Mm -hmm. Every, okay, Brooke. Yeah. Brooke Rogers. Okay, so Brooke. Duck Dodgers? Duck Dodgers. Brooke Rogers. She had a dream sequence. 24th and a half century? Anyway, go ahead. She had... Hold on, we're quick. I have to move that back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, real quick. Now that we adjusted the mics properly. Um. Yep, we adjusted the mic. So Brooke has a dream about the Phantom of the Opera coming out of the ground and calling her Esmeralda. And then we find out she is in the play of what they call the Phantom at her school, 
it, it's the Phantom of the Opera. Let's just be real. Yeah. Excuse me. Her friend Zeke is playing the Phantom. And... He's a prankster. He's a prankster, yes. That's his character. He likes to play pranks, and so people blame him for everything. Um, there is also her understudy. Who is... Tina. Tina. Okay, so her name is Tina. And she's very snobby. Like, that's all I can really say about her. She's very snobby. She's jealous. She's, yeah, she plays the jealous role of, like, the understudy. Um, the first prank that Zeke plays is grabbing, uh, grabbing Brooke, Brooke from behind through the curtain and pulling her back through, which she screams at, you know what, that's, that's justified, that's, you know, I can, I would too. And, uh, so yeah, then he's introduced as a prankster, that's it, that's all that happens starting out. Oh, also, Tina mentioned something about, like, the fucking play being cursed. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the whole legend is that some 72 kid... 72 years ago. 72 years ago, some kid died during the production of the play. Like, he fell through the trap door, which they find randomly, because it just starts going down. That was one of my favorite parts. He's like, this is his kid. Miss Walker? He's just slowly lowering into the ground, trying to get the teacher's attention. Miss Walker. Teacher, Miss Walker, help! Hold <laughs> on, just, Zeke. Hello? And then... Miss Walker the whole time she's like shut the fuck up I'm like hello help please he's just lowered into the crowd slowly so and the drama teacher just has the the freaking cliche uh, scarf yeah every yeah. arts every arts director or drama teacher has to have that kind of scarf do you want to take it uh, from here Michael one of you like from after that Tyler <laughs> so let's start with uh, the next day Alright, so the next day, well, then is, wasn't it that night? That night, no, that night, yeah. they went, uh, uh, Brooke and Zeke, Zeke. yeah, Zeke, uh, stayed behind while the rest of the drama class left, and they went down the trap door all the way down to the basement, and... For, like, no reason, really. Yeah, Like, no not reason. even that night, it was, like, as they were leaving... Uh, they step back, they kind of hung back, which was only like seven people there. You're telling me the teacher couldn't notice that they were there? Well, she turned out the lights before all the students were out, too. Yeah, really. So it's kind of stupid to begin with. But they go down there. They meet this shady character called Emil, who's like, you shouldn't be down here. Well, go home. no, they don't meet him down there. No, they, they meet him when they get out. back up. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, this was... Yeah, no, I've got some things to say about yeah. this episode. Well, no, they ride the, tra the elevator back up, and it stops... Right at the very top. And Zeke gets a boost from Brooke and then doesn't, like, Zeke doesn't help her. Or even warn her, hey, there's a guy up here. Or start talking to Emil. Yeah. Emil helps her up. And, like, immediately if it were me and I came face to face with a person I didn't know, I'd be falling right back in that hole. <gasps> I'm going in. Fuck. <laughs> 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 like, I'd back up, trip, crack my neck on the impact. <laughs> and that would be the end of the episode. <laughs> but, yeah, so that he warns her. To like, stay away. To stay, to stay away. From the trapdoors. Yeah. Yeah, from down there. And, and uh, tells him to go home. Yeah, so... Later that night, she's practicing her lines, and there's this really good time part on, the on like, Zeke's part. She opens up her closet, which is, like, a mirror. I used to have, I used to have like, two closet doors. It was connected, but it was two closet doors, and they are both sliding mirrors. Mm -hmm. So I had, like, two giant mirrors in my room in high school. But, like, she opens up one of those, and a checkerboard falls and just slams on the floor, which she screams to. Again, rightfully so. I would, too. That would scare the shit out yeah. of me. 
And then she closes the mirror door, and behind her is Zeke dressed as the Phantom. Great timing on his part. Again, she screamed. Again, warranted. I don't know if that would be considered trespassing, but you know. No, she, I assume she was let in by the parents and stuff. Okay. He was let in. Yeah. He was let in. And so, Through the window. So they practice their lines together, and it cuts to them practicing their lines again the next day at school. Um... Then what happens? Then we meet uh, Brian Colson. Brian yeah. Colson, yeah, he moves there from north. From north, from up north. That's where he calls it. Um, very specific, but he becomes basically a scenery helper, mm-hmm. and Tina takes a liking to him very enthusiastically. Yes, very enthusiastically. Yeah, but he become he becomes the state like part stage help. Oh, God. What happens next? Uh, Brooke forgets her script. Yeah. And in goes, her locker. Goes back she goes there, there. gets right, scared right, by right. the mask. I'm sorry. And it's the paper that says, stay away. From my home sweet home. Yeah. It's written, yeah. It's just written on a piece of paper in, like, the cleanest handwriting ever. Yeah. yeah. And she blames it on Zeke, throws the mask at him, like, right in his face, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't fucking do this. Um... We meet the creepy principal. We meet yeah. the creepy principal. Who's creepy for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, really. He's just there to be creepy. Yeah. Like, you see him again later on in the episode, but His he really has no... too big. Like, I want to give him a sandwich. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Man, feel yourself out. Mm-hmm. Don't yawn. <laughs> Sorry. You, st- you stop that. Sorry. Michael, what happens next? Because I'm really, I'm having so much trouble thinking of how this story played out. Well, they go back and they're rehearsing... Um, yeah, that's right. Okay, and then the lights go out. The lights go out. You and see the phantom up in the rafters, just standing on like the edge of a railing. Yeah, no, he's not even on the edge. It looks like it looks. It looks like yeah, he probably is on a railing. But no, it looks he is like on a railing. He's holding two bits of rope. Yeah, and he's like just suspended there doing a T pose. But no, he actually he is definitely on a railing. But he's holding yeah. on a rope, and then he does the smoothest fucking slide, like rope he swing swings down. down, slides along the stage, which impressive. Yeah, really. Yes. He then takes um, Brooke. Brooke. I keep wanting to call her Esmeralda because that's the character she. Yeah. Like, is playing in the play. Gently throws her on the ground. Like, grabs her and just says, Stay away, Esmeralda. And then just gently pushes her to the ground before Talk jumping the onto the, uh, trap the, lo- door. the trap door lowering pl- platform, turning it on and slowly descending. Yeah. You'll really, never get me. You'll never catch me. Slowly Sir. slinks into the ground. <laughs> Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to stop. Never. And then a door. Out of nowhere. Just... Falls from uh, the rafters. Yeah, and it's suspended by pulleys and a rope, and slams right where uh, Brooke was. If she didn't move, she'd be fucking door meat. She'd yeah. be fucking. She would have been cut in half. Oh, absolutely. Or at least crushed partially. Completely, and like it's, it has writing on it. Yeah, it has ri- stay away. Stay Esmeralda. away from my home sweet home, yeah. Esmeralda. What the fuck ever. And then Zeke comes in. He's like, "Hey, sorry, I had a disappointment." And they're like, "What the fuck? Why are you such an asshole?" <laughs> Not even thinking about the fact there's no way he could have gotten from under the school the t- to that front door <laughs> in the course of like a minute and a half. The drama teacher deducted fifty points from Hufflepuff. <laughs> Son of a bitch, that drama teacher. And so she's like, "I'm calling your parents. You're out of the play." He's like, "I was at a dentist Before- because because there was a uh, a trail, trail of, of red paint leading to his locker." Yeah, and even on the way there, Zeke's like. Who be dumb enough to do this. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, he's pointing out the flaw on it, but no one gives a shit. They just want to blame him. Yeah. 
So anyway, he's kicked out of the play. Um, I think it's later that night they sneak out yeah. and they go back under the stage. I Zeke, can't remember with, why. Zeke, with Brian. Brian. Zeke, Brian, and Brooke. Yes, Brian's the new kid. He's a stage help. I can't remember why. I for the life of me cannot remember why they did this. Just to explore it. Just, just to explore. Uh, prove that Zeke's innocent. Well, they find a basically like a little room that somebody made, like a little bed, like a little cot that Emil did. Emil made. And they're like exploring, like what is going on? But for me, if I saw a room, I'd be like, "All right, we're heading back up because somebody lives here." Like, I don't want them knowing we're sneaking around. I don't want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tip them off that hey, somebody's been here. Maybe run, you know. But behind them appears the Phantom. Uh, they run right past him because he obviously does not give a shit. He couldn't even pull out, like hold out his arms. Nothing really. I mean, give them a chance to go He was closing legs. his legs because he learned from the library. He learned, yeah, he learned from Mr. Mortman. <laughs> and I don't think that he was like a violent homeless person. I think he know? was just trying to keep people away. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so if he meant to kill them, he would have done it when he, you know, he helped Brooke up. Probably. And like, oh, I've helped you up. Throw her back in. <laughs> Long live the king. <laughs> or queen. Her in. Or queen. Anyway, so Mufasa, as they're making their escape, she does like he does grab Brooke by the yeah. arms. Is like I told stay you to stay. Away. I told you to stay away. You want to see my vigorous jazz hands? My vigorous. Jazz. <laughs> and so she takes off his mask. A meal, as if it was. It could have been anybody else. A dinner, really. a lunch. And the thing is, <laughs> I, I hate you. I hate you so much right now. But the reason, the reason is, we left out an important detail where the day before. There was this janitor who they were like, he was like, oh, hey, I need to clean this up. And they're like, can't the night guy do it? And he's like, night guy? There's no night guy. Like, really fucking snobby. A little bit of a bitch. Yeah, that line delivery was odd. Didn't want to care for it. Um, No, I think that's the reason why they went down, because they wanted to explore. It was like, oh, okay. But at that point, it would be like, okay, Emil shouldn't have been here. Something's up. Yeah. But anyway, so... She takes his mask off, realizes it's a meal, a lunch, a snack, whatever, and then stomps on his foot and get, like giving her enough time to break free and get back up the slowly moving trap door. Me, oh no, that's not what happens. They get to the trap door and then the principal's like, hey, what are you two doing down there? And Emil just fucking jets. He's like, ah shit, adults, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can crack a few skulls of kids, but I can't do adults. And like, uh, it cuts to the teacher and like the police officer and the... Or a police officer creepy and, principal. and the creepy principal like, well, seems like this Emil character got away, but it seems like this homeless man was living down there. Sorry, Zeke. We're kind of assholes. You're back in the play. Yay. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Michael. Finish us off. Okay. Then they start the production, which everything is going fine, we assume. Zeke, however, cannot get the trapdoor trap to, to rise during his queue. Which they didn't want to use it to begin with, so why are they all of a sudden using it? Why didn't they because just... no homeless man now. What were they going to do before? <laughs> I don't know. But trapdoor won't rise. Zeke's there, and then all of a sudden you see Zeke get taken out Solid Snake style. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yes. Then the Phantom rises up and just bark- starts expositing. Everything. I was supposed to play the Phantom 70 years ago. On this night! And then he's just telling his story about how he fell into the abyss. Why is this guy monologuing? I know! You caught me... You you sly dog! You caught me monologuing! (laughs) You son of a bitch! (laughs) 
But he's monologuing. He grabs everything. He grabs Brooke and is like, I've come to bring you with me. And she just says no and rips his mask off, which is enough for him to go, ah, my eyes. And he, yeah, by the way, falls backwards. Before that, she realizes it's not Zeke because why? There's because there are CGI, I'm sorry, green screen flames in his eyes. Oh my God. That was, that was one of the worst we've had so far. Like there's a lot we've hated on. That was really bad, yeah. guys. That was really, really bad. At least they still in the eye holes. They did stay in the eye holes. They didn't track well, it out. It wasn't Birdemic bad. It wasn't Birdemic bad. Nothing is Birdemic bad. Like, you all need to watch that. It's a I, horror movie. I don't want to. I know everything about it. I'm not watching it. <laughs> it's not a horror it. movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's not. It, it's supposed to be. It's not. Anyway, this isn't a Birdemic podcast yet. <laughs> so. Yet. We do a special where we all watch and commentary on. We do a live stream of us watching and commentarying over Birdemic. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> So, I don't have enough vodka for that. Right. We have to have a lot of drinks for that. Anyway, so he falls and fucking snaps his neck or what the fuck ever. And the play ends, the curtain drops. The teacher's like, I don't know where those improvised lines come from, but that was really good. And the best part is Tina's like, what about the backgrounds, Miss Walker? Miss Walker pushes her away. <laughs> Just shut up, child. Fuck you and your props. Which, uh, you, you know, major props to the people who do work on scenery or at yes. least did in high school. You know, you may... You don't get respect. You, you don't, don't get, get enough, enough respect. respect. Yes, you you deserve way more. I, like, after that, it was almost justifiable how much, how snobby Tina was. Because she yeah. was just fucking, oh. Uh, but anyway. Seeking. Yeah. Which I get it after that. But, like, oh my god. So... Zeke comes up through a trap hole, by the way. He's in a coffin pose coming up through this mm -hmm. trap door. With a ne yearbook. Yeah, next to him is a yearbook, which Brooke... Why? First of all, why? Yeah. Brooke picks up the book and she's looking through it, and after they all bow, she goes to Zeke and was like, Look, look! It's Brian! Brian Coulson! And it's like... He, and then basically just repeats the, the entire plot that the yeah. Phantom just went through. And that's it. That's the end. That's, yeah. Yeah. I have problems with this one, guys. It could have been so much better. All right, let's get to the let's do the good first. Let's do the good first. Um, <sighs> I, what? I can't find anything. Yeah, what? Nothing stands out. Nothing stands out. Let's get to the bad. Okay, some of the acting was good. Some of the oh no, the acting was fine. I didn't mind the acting. I couldn't stand the plot. I could not stand the overhashing of the plot. I couldn't stand that it was so forgettable. Mm-hmm. And I remember the book being good. I don't know if I'm just remembering it wrong and they just butchered this episode that bad. But no, the plot, I just didn't like it. Like, there was nothing about it that grabbed my interest. It was literally just... Oh, man. It just... It was so stupid. Like, when he got down to it, the way they, pre they presented everything in the plot was just really stupid. Like, I caught myself being like, nobody would say that. Nobody would mm -hmm. talk like this. Nobody would act this way. That's not how this is this would go well it was the 90s well yeah but <laughs> some of the set, some of the phrases were legit right the thing is i didn't have this problem with the first like episodes that we've yeah. done this is the first one where i'm like i didn't like the plot that they had going with this one i didn't like what was going on with it the cgi eyes were just yeah. there's just something along the way like that wasn't even the forefront of my mind they just, those just happened for some reason they didn't need to yeah. they just did the nicest thing i can say about it is it led me to the Phantom of the Opera for uh, Universal. Oh, really? Yeah. It led me to other Phantom uh, I've seen. I've still never seen the Phantom of the Opera in, in, in full. I have the original, like, um, 
the original black and white where it's uh, it's wordless. Like they don't mm-hmm. speak. It's the me- silent movie. The silent movie version. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the that's the ticket. Um, but they don't talk. Instead, like every once in a while, they put up like what they were uh, saying. Yeah, I have that version. I love those. No, yeah, I have that. I have that along with the Hunchback of Notre Dame version, Nosferatu. I have those. So I've seen the Phantom of the Opera in full with that version. Pretty sure I fell asleep somewhere around there because it was probably late, and when it's late, silent movies aren't exactly thrilling enough to keep you up. No. But I just, I don't know. I don't have much I can say about this one, guys. Me either. Like, it's, it was so forgettable. Yeah. It's like they and just put an episode out to put it out. And it's really nobody's fault because trying to adapt Phantom of the Opera for children is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then trying to make it not Phantom of the Opera after you adapt it for children is difficult. Yeah. Like, I'm really curious to see... Wait, what? There's only, like, two differences from the book, so I'm not... I guess I'm not very, like... I'm not very hopeful for, like, the book either now. Oh, no. Anyway, so... Anything else, or can we move on to trivia? Let's move on. Let's move, move on, on to trivia. Let's get this over with. Let's do this. <laughs> Send me into the abyss. Tri- trivia. Brooks' copy of the script contains the names of several cast members of the television show's cast. Specifically, Patrick Doyle, the producer, Alan Dosette, D-O-U-C-E-T-T-E. Duché. Duché. Art development. Um, Brent McGillivray. 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 McGilvery, who is also our department, and although the latter two of those names seem to be misspelled, Doshet's name Doshet's name uh, was also hidden in the episode "Say Jeez and Die Again." Um, I don't know how to pronounce that one actually. Doshet. I'm gonna say Doshet. It sounds cool. Okay, Julie Chantry, who was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Chantry. Julie Chantry or Chantray, who was cast as Tina, was later cast as Terry in the 2000 mm-hmm. Disney Channel film Phantom of the Megaplex. Yes. Both this episode and the Disney film are parodies of Phantom of the Opera. That's kind of funny. I like that one. And later she would go on to star with Gerard Butler in Phantom of the Opera. Are you serious? I'm joking. I was going to say, wait, I would love what? that, though. I would love that. <sighs> She's still an understudy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. She was understudy for Christine Daae. Philippa Dahls, or Corey Schuyler, played by or played Shane in season two's Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns. Uh, the DVD release of the episode was the, uh, has the credits music continuously playing even after the credits have ended. I don't know if I have this one on DVD. Oh, I think I do. I might. Yeah, because I have this triple pack they're showing. Okay. Um, that's it for trivia. There are two bullet points for differences from the book. Let's see what they are, guys. In the book, the secretary tells them there's no right janitor. In the episode, it's the janitor who does it. <sighs> that really doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's telling somebody something. In the book, <laughs> Emil admits to sabotaging the rehearsals and framing Zeke, but has no idea about the story of the Phantom. In the episode, Emil dresses as the Phantom during sabotage attempts and seems to know the story of the Phantom. So, I, it seems like That's Emil a has a big... difference. Huh? That's a major plot difference. It is. It seems like in the book, Emil has more of a, like a role. And I do remember there being... Of course, there's going to be more scenes in the book. There's more reasons to fear the Phantom. There's more hijinks that are going on. Like, yeah. in the episode, it's just like, maybe one or two quick things, done, moving on. Let's go. Zeke's a bad guy. Let's do it. So, 
in that case, I think this one made a better book because it has more time to flesh it out. Yeah. And so it, it does get you more enthralled. Like, it gets you more a little bit scared of the Phantom. If scared is the right word. Let's um, do our ranks, our rating. Okay. I think this is ones across the board. Hold on, real quick. Let me do. The, let me bring up our rating system, guys. Our rating system, for those of you who have never listened to us before, we do a five-point rating system for each show, or we're going to, at least as our first show. Uh, for Goosebumps, uh, at number one, which is the lowest, is You Can't Scare Me. Number two is Living Dummy Teeth Chattering. Number three is Monster Blood Curdling. Number four is Locked in the Basement. And number five is Stuck in Horrorland. These rating systems are us putting ourselves in the shoes of the main protagonist and seeing how scary they would be to us. However, I am going with a one for this. This doesn't seem scary at all, even for me. Like, there are some things looking through, it's, be, it's just kind of like, okay... Doing this would make it better. Like, I know I would do this. This is fine. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Uh, I'm going with a one as well. One. Just because, just straight across the board, I would know better than to do anything that they chose to do. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, let's explore this trap hole. Maybe not. Let's just not. Let's not do that. Common sense. Yeah. You yeah, will build my trap one. card. <laughs> trap hole. Michael? Yeah, it's can't scare me for me. It's a one? Yeah. Yeah, you can't scare me. Wow, that's an that's our second episode where we've had ones across the board. Now fit beats. The other one was good. The other yeah. one was at least good. It wasn't scary, but it was good. Yeah. Okay. Now we take now what we do this next segment we take the episodes that we've watched before and we rank the episode that we just watched against the other episodes. This is a favorite list. This is our personal favorites out of the three of us. Uh, we at least need a two out, two out of three vote to make it go above something or stay below something. I'm going to tell you, you might as well keep it at the bottom. I'm yeah. saying Guys, it for all I, of us. I'm going to ask, is this better than Cuckoo Clock of Doom? No. Oh. All right, it's at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it better than it? Yes, it's better than the rest of them. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> okay, so our current standings are at the top spot. Our favorite episode so far is The Girl Who Cried Monster. Uh, number two at Camp Nightmare. Number three at The Haunted Mask. Number four at Cuckoo Clock of Doom. And number five and dead last is Phantom of the Auditorium. And where it will stay. Where it might stay, yeah. I can't think offhand if there's anything that's worse than this one or more forgettable. And the thing is, I had really high hopes for this one. Me and Michael, we both did. We went into this being like, oh, I remember fondly of the Phantom of the Auditorium. Then watching through it was like, mmm... <laughs> Baby girl, what is you doing? What am I thinking? Like, I don't know. I really want to reread the book, and I want to see if I still like the book, which I, I assume I might. So, something funny, our episode rankings, our favorite one is Once Across the Board. Our least favorite one is Once Across the Board. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, next what we do, we won't do this for every show probably, but for Goosebumps we do a villain's ranking. So we take the main villain or the main antagonist from each of the the shows or the double shows or the stories and then we rank them against the other villains. Okay, so now against... like with this one. Was it really a main main antagonist? I'm going with the Phantom. I don't I'm not putting it to a specific person. I'm putting him to the presence of this phantom that kept messing shit up. So okay. we're going to include Emil and Brian together. Okay. So their character of the Phantom. Um how we rank these really depends. Like, it really depends on, like, how dangerous they were and just different things and what we think about them. 
The Phantom from Phantom of the Auditorium. I'm going to say he's under Mr. Mortman. I'm going to agree. I'm going to say he's also dead last in villainry. Michael, do you have a counter-argument? Mr. Mortman, he let the girl go between his legs to get away. Well, I mean, that's one body count. This guy literally had three run past him. I know, <laughs> but if there are count. three you know, young teens coming at you, then you're not going to be able to stop all three of them. Okay. Like, they can plow through you. Let and me... he had the murder attempt on Brooke with the door. Right. No, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm he... going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit, which I hate that phrase. I hate it so much because usually it's followed by somebody saying some bullshit asshole. <laughs> but it was a good movie. <laughs> no, yeah, it was. It was a good episode of Tales from the Dark Side, too. Ooh, true. Um, to me, Mr. Mortman was... A har- like a virtually harmless librarian. Yeah, he was a monster. But he was virtually harmless, and then he died. Um, mm-hmm. If we're counting both Brian and Emil, we've got a homeless guy who could potentially be dangerous, and a ghost who definitely wanted to like kill yeah. Brooke. Yes, yeah, he wanted to kill Brooke. He wanted her to go with him, and so I can see I can see an argument being made for the Phantom is wor- is like a better villain than Mr. Mortman. He was, to me, more dangerous. More dangerous. Because we had one who... The homeless dude who had a murder attempt on Brooke. And then we have the actual ghost, the phantom, like, come to hell with me. Yeah, really, though. And I really wish she had Sparta kicked him. That'd be funny. (laughs) This is opera! Kicks him in the (laughs) hole. And then you hear Zeke. Oh, God. He lands on Zeke. He took an elbow to the ribs on the way down. (laughs) Holy shit. But yeah, for me, the Phantom's above Mortman. Just barely because of the murder attempts. You know what? I'm going to make that a two out of three vote. I'm going to make that. I'm going to make him above Mortman. You're going to make it a two out of three. You guys both made it a two out of three. Yeah. Well, if I put in my vote, that's a two out of three. I changed mine because originally I was like, no, and then I, I understand. No, I get that. Um, however, he's staying at a strong second to last. I refuse to put him above the Haunted Mask. <laughs> oh, no, he I won't. refuse. Not happening. Yeah. No. Because Haunted Mask tried to change somebody's soul. Literally tried. Yeah, literally. Okay. So, our villain rankings so far at the top spot of the most dangerous villains or the most hated villains or however you want to do this. We have... Larry and the Counselors. We have the Counselors from Camp Nightmare. After that, we have Tara, the bitchy hu- younger sister from Cuckoo Clock of the Doom. The bitchy hoe from <laughs> The bitchy hoe. Bitchy younger sister hoe. Uh, under Tara, we have... <laughs> She's seven. Not anymore. She's a hoe in spirit. Not anymore. <laughs> Her spirit animal. Not anymore. Yeah, you're right. She fucking unalive. <laughs> After Tara, we have the haunted mask. Under the haunted mask, the Phantom from the Phantom of the Auditorium, and then under the Phantom, we have Mr. Mortman from The Girl Who Cried Monster. That's that's it. Is there anything else that you guys have to say about this specific episode? Don't try to adapt Phantom of the Opera for children and then try to change it. Because the story is good enough by itself. What gets me is, like, I don't really blame R.L. Stein Because, like we said last episode, he was churning these out yeah. one month after the other. There's got to be somewhere he's like, okay, inspiration, doing it, let's go. Like, I totally get that, you know? Um, and I know there's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark where it's literally just the monkey's paw. 
Yes. Like, shit, that happens, and unfortunately, this was that episode, you know? But I can't wait for Are You Afraid of the Dark. I can't either. That's gonna be fun. That's that's still a little bit away, because I've got, I've got a way that I have the shows coming. But anyway, that was it for us today, guys. Thank you for joining us on this lovely, hopefully not forgettable episode of Kinda Creepy. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.